1: Taking you behind the curtain, it's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
2: I'd like to propose a toast. Here's to the ladies who lunch. Everybody laugh. Lounging in their caftans And planning a brunch On their own behalf
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Joan Haber Show at a real treat. Patty Lapone, one of my favorite people, is visiting, and believe me, I know what it takes, because Patty is starring in company, playing at the Bernard Jacobs Theatre on 45th Street. And to do... All those performances and then get up and be nice and charming (laughs) on the show is, is amazing. And, you know, I was talking to Patty a few seconds ago and Broadway is no secret is having a tough time with a lot of shows. And a lot of shows are not running full houses company, my dears. The place was packed. And I understand from the box office, it's crowded all the time. And I thought how thrilled Sondheim would have been to see a show he loved, particularly this version of it, with all of you, and see people screaming and cheering and so excited back where they belong on Broadway, where everyone is having a fabulous time. And I hope you're having a fabulous time, dear Patty.
2: I am, Joan. And I wanted to say that I would get up at any hour to talk with you. I thank you. I thank <laughs> I'm having you. a blast. I'm having a blast with this company. And, you know, it's, oh, God, I could, I could weep. It's so heartwarming and reaffirming to hear that audience reaction. And, and it's not just for us. It's for the release of the pandemic you know, you the release agree. of the, the lockdown, it's the laughter. It's, it's a lot of stuff. It's, it's, um, it's really wonderful. It's really wonderful to experience.
1: And you know what it is, too, when when we're in the audience, and I love theater, and I've been talking about and covering theater mm-hmm. for my whole career. I felt normal. Now, we never <laughs> yeah. even talked like that. But almost two years, we're going on the third year so many ups and downs so much loss so much learning to do nothing which has to be learned for a lot of people and then we're back in the theater and yeah. we can let it go for those yeah. hours and what a gift that is
2: yeah 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 we when we started rehearsal you know because we were 10 days into previews uh, or maybe 10 days before Steve's 90th birthday when we were to open and um we shut down, and then, of course, the two years, the 18 months of what was going on. When we started rehearsal again, this company was like deer caught in headlights. We just were confused, and PTSD, and it started, it started to feel normal for us backstage. I mean, We're PCR lab tested every night in order to keep COVID out of the building. Right. Um, but besides, and we wear masks. From our dressing rooms to the stage, uh, but it started to feel normal again, and it started to feel like you know, you so it started to feel so normal that we started to get grumpy about an eight show week. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it was. That was a good feeling. That was a good feeling.
1: And it and eight shows a week is a killer.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: No matter how much you love it,
2: right? They, that's, it, they say Broadway ain't for sissies.
1: <laughs> it's true now, do you stay near the theater
2: i commute back and forth to connecticut wow. um and then i stay in the city nights before matinee days but you know say my commute and i've been doing this since anything goes back in 1987 <laughs> um it's either two hours in a bar or two hours to my house in connecticut and if i want a drink I can have a martini in the car if someone else is driving right. me. But I want to I wake up next to my husband and in green. I live in a very rural part of Connecticut. And it's the, it's the leveler. Um, my life is an entirely show business. My life is an entirely Broadway. And that's the way I, I like it.
1: I know. And that's often not easy to do. No. To have it have both worlds strong and solid.
2: Well, I learned years ago, John, when I was with the acting company, John Hassan's the acting company, and we did nothing but act, act, act. And at one point, I went, where's my life? And, you know, and that was when I was a kid, when you'd think I would be desperate just to act. But I realized that, that this is in everything. And I can't be a better actor if I don't invest in my life, if I don't understand human nature, if I don't see nature. Um, And so I learned a long time ago that that my life is more important than my craft, and my life feeds my craft.
1: Well, I find that really interesting because a lot of people can't find the real person or understand the acting is wonderful, the theater is your life too. But if you don't have or aren't grounded in something, it, it just isn't worth
2: it. Yeah, right, right, exactly right.
1: And of course, and you've all been through a lot with the loss of Sondheim and everyone questioning because there was no one and is no one like him. No. What's going to happen to musical theater? Now, I know that's probably ridiculous. It's not.
2: It's not ridiculous. It's not ridiculous at all. We had a... um, I'm trying to find the right word. I mean, the the thing I said was, who will make me better? Uh, Steve was a taskmaster. Steve's music was complicated uh, to achieve. His lyrics were complicated to interpret, to comprehend. Who will make me better? Uh, I think if we, if the producers uh, on in our industry invest in young talent, and invest in the ideas of young talent, then we might um uh, develop another Stephen Sondheim. There'll never be another Stephen Sondheim, but somebody in that vein uh that educates, that 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 moves us, that that is incredibly poignant. Um I, but it's all about money. And it's it kind of breaks my heart. I love it when I see musicals like Rent and You're in Town and Hades Town mm-hmm. and Spring Awakening slip through the you know the the the, the, the money gears of Broadway. You, you just want to you want to hit. Well, you, you can't guarantee it's it's a losing bet. Broadway is a losing bet. You have to love the theater and you have to love the creators um, to invest. So I wish there were more producers that took a shot with our young talent. Uh, I did. I was a panelist on the Jonathan Larson uh, grant, and I heard so many great ideas by great young composers, lyricists, and playwrights. They'll never see the light of day. No. The drag.
1: No, it's tough. And, And with this pandemic, has not made life easy because, you know, there, there are plenty of producers who might be willing to put dough in a, in a musical, a big musical. But during this pandemic, when everything has been so iffy, we've seen the money dry up with a lot of shows that yeah. we're looking forward to and a lot of young talent. It's a heartbreaking business, but <laughs>
0: it sure is.
1: But as you <laughs> once said to me, when I was a little kid, four years old, I, I sort of knew inside what I was going to do. Yeah.
2: Well, I love performing amazing. and I love, actually, I love the audience. That's, that's the thing that, that um, triggered me when I was a kid. But what triggered me was I thought they were all looking at me. But, oh, <laughs> I can't get in trouble up here. <laughs> um yeah, and, and, and there's nothing like live theater. There really isn't that, that instant communication between audience and actor. And um, there's just nothing like it.
1: When you told your family that theater was going to be it and you actually were in the first drama class at Juilliard, was this okay or did they want their girl to do something like a well, teacher?
2: Well, my dad wanted my brothers and I to be teachers. And when my mom and dad got divorced, I you know I thought okay, well we're released from that. We don't have to worry about that. And then my mother, um, God bless her, just took my brothers and I around to dance classes, and um, you know they started it by enrolling us in in um, in an extracurricular activity, and mine was dance. They started it, so. Um, I guess they didn't expect us to fall in love with it. Uh, Both of you, too. Yeah, that's a right. double hit. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, and then my mother, you know, was very supportive. Except my mother was also very famous for saying to my brother and I, "I wish you'd stop flitting from job to job." It's <laughs> <I was laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah. ma, guess what? They <laughs> don't yeah, run. This is it. Yeah, this is <laughs> that's the life.
1: I know. And and you didn't you have a uh, a great or great great grandmother who was an opera singer
2: great grand aunt uh, Adelina Patti um yeah who was a coloratura um famous for giving farewell tours and yes very famous <laughs> yeah
1: so so the voice was part of the gene pool
2: <laughs> well you know i guess because my mother couldn't sing nor could my dad um not at all N- not musical at all uh so yeah, that's
1: what I'm assuming. No, but it's fantastic. And this version, dear audience, Company is a different company. So even if you have seen Company, this is totally new. Totally new. And I, I think the the main character is a woman in this, as opposed to a male character. I I just found this even more relatable. Yeah, It's about love and why isn't, with 35th birthday party, why isn't uh, Bobby Lee getting married? And, you know, all the things that a lot of us grew up
0: with. Right. I, I don't know,
1: know if you had that. You didn't have that pressure, did you, as an actor?
2: No, not at all. But... Childbearing years, yeah. I mean, I put pressure on myself, you know, childbearing right. years. But, and the thing is that, that uh, what's wrong with a 35 year old male boinking beautiful women and not married? Nothing. What's wrong with a woman, um, or what is considered in society wrong with a woman boinking beautiful men and not married? And that's, you know, that's at the heart of our,
0: uh-huh.
2: our, inter- Marianne's interpretation of this that it's that she gets asked the question, Women get asked the question all the time, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? Um, so it's really poignant. And we have the absolute beautiful Katrina Lenk as Bobby, as our leading lady, who is an extraordinary actress, an extraordinary right. human being, um, and so charming on stage, so charismatic. Uh, and so, you know, you're on her side <laughs> as opposed to... What's wrong with this guy? (laughs) Or rather, there's nothing wrong with this guy. Uh, And then you know she does. She gender bends other characters, like Amy and Paul in the original for the song. I'm not uh, not getting married today. Is Jamie and Paul? It's a homosexual couple, and uh, she flips also the internal scenes where in the original I think the woman got stoned. Now it's the husband. It's the wife that got stoned and couldn't figure it out. Now it's the husband. When it was a husband, I can't remember, actually. Uh, but she's but flipping a lot of internal, gender changes. Yeah, and she's flipping internal responsibility. And women have a stronger, a more powerful presence in this production than in the original. You know, in the final scene, the women are the ones telling the men, you know, chill out. We were alone.
0: Yeah,
1: but I'm just telling you that we all related to this. I told you I heard my mother's voice in my head. I grew up in a little town. And that flag was at half mast because I wasn't <laughs> married at 21, 22. They were like, What are we going to do? <laughs> you know, anyone who was over five foot nine was dragged in. And my father, when the blind dates would show up, would stand at the um, door and yell up the stairs heels, flats, depending upon the size of the date. <laughs> so, so we all. And, and the, you're right. You could feel <laughs> the same you. way for a guy, but we sort of reached out and looked at this beautiful Bobby. But you know, we didn't think, why didn't she get married? Because she had so much.
2: Yeah, she's a modern woman. She is a modern woman, and she says it in it. I had things I had to do, you know, get my career going. She she says it. But why is that not okay for women? <laughs>
1: I, but it's like everything else, right? It's, it's just not okay. And it's still to this day, it's different. You know, one guy said to me, he had been divorced. He said, Oh my gosh, I couldn't even get a date until I was 20 something years old. He said, and now it's like a candy store. (laughs) (laughs) So the world the world has changed, yeah and as has has Broadway changed a lot, do you think since the pandemic? I mean emotionally, everyone is up and down all the time.
2: I don't think you know internally um, our theaters and our backstages have changed, um, but I do think the neighborhood has changed um, there's no, and I think actually this started happening um, right after nine eleven where uh People didn't go out after the show. So, you know, all of our theater bars, most of our theater bars are shuttered. And a lot of the restaurants stop serving at 930. There's no late night dining. Um, So it's difficult if you want to go out after the show to find a place that uh, that's that's also pandemic related. Um, But I think the neighborhood has changed completely. And it's sad. It's really sad. For instance, Kadama, which is a Japanese restaurant that really serviced everybody in the theater district backstage. It's gone, and I I've been going to Godama, I It must be forty years. It's a it was a Japanese restaurant opposite the Martin Beck. No,
1: but, I'm telling you, I just I looked for it recently, yeah, And thought, gone. how could this place, how could this place be gone?
2: Yeah, and, and so, it was
1: like Sardi's finally
2: opened again. Yeah, right, exactly. And but Joe still, Allen's is open, but Orso's isn't open yet. And I know it's and just that's the heart of the theater. Pardon me.
1: I said, that's like the heart of the theater, these places.
2: Yeah, it's, it's weird.
1: Well, you know, I noticed, too, people are nervous. When I was at the theater the other night, and it was a fairly early night, and people were out, but there were no cabs. There were yeah. a lot of homeless people on the street, and there was a lot of anxiety. Yeah, and they've got to fix that too. Yeah, that should be doable. And do you find too, with all the goings on now in theater, with so many shows struggling, that star power makes a big difference?
2: I think word of mouth makes a big difference. I think it is advantageous to have a uh, recognizable name, but I think Mm -hmm. any show that is exciting. And uh, inspires an audience, word of mouth is the thing that really keeps the show running. Stars do, and, you know, I don't want to denigrate my contribution to a box office. But um, I do think that that, um, if I was in a show and it stunk, it wouldn't run. If I'm Mm -hmm. in a show that inspires people, it'll run. I think it has more to do with how people relate to the entire event
1: and you've turned down shows that you've read. And even though it was, you know, great opportunity, starring roles and everything. And you've turned them down if you thought the the book just wasn't good enough.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Because it's a lot of work to to, to rehearse a musical, to, to tech a musical, to preview a musical and still be in rehearsal. And then to flop. It's a lot of That's... work and anxiety.
1: <laughs> I know. It's, it's really... It's amazing, and I remember at one point when your kid was little, wasn't? Didn't he want to be
2: an actor at some point? Who my kid? Yeah, he still does. Well, he
1: was too smart, huh?
2: No, but he still does, and he's you know oh you know what we what what we did in the pandemic, um, if you don't mind me plugging something, not uh, at all. We were you know the whole family was together in Connecticut, and my kid was restless, and basically I told him, look, you have to create your own work. That's the way the business is going now. You have to create your own work. So my kid, Joshua, came up with an idea, and it was to dramatize great American literature and have it be acted by American actors. And what we've done over the course of the pandemic, and it's now released on the Broadway Podcast Network, and it's called Radio Play Revival. We recorded actors um, in their homes and uh, my kid um, um, edited, produced, and edited eight episodes,
1: You're starting with good for him.
2: Yeah, starting with um, the Gift of the Magi, which was on at Christmas on Christmas Day. But the actors that we got and continue to get is extraordinary: Latanya Richardson, Samuel L. Jackson, Keith mm. David read um, or acted Gift of the Magi. Stephen McKinley Henderson, John Benjamin Hickey, Sam Robarts did um, a Californian's Tale. I directed Zingu by Edith Wharton, and listen to my cast. Charles Bush, Bridget Everett, Blair Brown, Anna DeVere Smith, Harriet Harris, Catherine Grody, um, Eva Marie Saint, and Michelle Williams.
1: Oh, not bad for (laughs) us. Yeah,
2: and then there were um, uh, Jessica Chastain and Michael Urey read The Yellow Wallpaper. So there's eight episodes out of Radio Play Revival on mm-hmm. uh, the Broadway Podcast Network, and he's now working on season two. So he's kept himself creative in this dearth of activity. I think
0: and, that's and, fantastic. And I mean, they're
2: extraordinary. They're so wonderful to listen to. Um, it's, it's like listening to, you know, we don't give ourselves the time to stop and listen anymore. Those MTV soundbites that we were so conditioned to years ago have taken over our lives. Our attention span is so short. Well, computers
1: too contribute. Everyone wants instant answers.
2: Exactly. And so I force myself to sit down and go, I'm going to give myself this 18 minutes, this 20 minutes, this 49 minutes, and listen to a story. And these are great American writers. It's American literature.
1: I think it's fabulous. Tell everyone again how they can access these
2: um uh on the computer uh broadway podcast network or any place that you hear your podcasts and it's called radio play revival and the logo looks like an old-fashioned radio station where a man and a woman are are, are over a microphone um and it's um, you know they're they're in silhouette um but they're really wonderful and the and we, he just recorded uh, Jefferson Mays, Michael Urie, and Christopher Walken for mm. the second season, uh, of the most dangerous game, and he's now doing um, an original play uh, with Joe and Arlene. Joe and sorry, Joe and Gia Mantegna, uh me, um, uh, Anderson Cooper, and Andy Cohen, and You're Bobby kidding. Cannavale is the narrator.
1: Oh yeah, that listen. He's on to something really good. That's so exciting.
2: It, it's really wonderful. It's really wonderful. Um, it's okay really, of. it's just really, I don't know. It, it, and the fact that the actors, this was during the pandemic and everybody felt, you know, we needed to continue to be creative in some way. Because um, God knows what happens when you stop. I don't know. No. What happens? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, what happens when we stop our lives? how do we get our lives back
1: well that's going to be the big question as it continues this virus uh, for rates to fall and we have to figure out what to do again and how to live again how many of us have spent time well you of course were in the show and then it was not the show and then the show again but i said i became the queen of doing nothing I yes. never knew how to do nothing. Neither you know, did I,
2: I. Neither did I. And it was upsetting. You know, I kept saying, is this retirement? Because I'm, I'm not qualified.
1: Because right. we don't like it.
2: Do you know what happened to me? You know, we, because of, you know, the financial the worry, we, we had a gardener, you know, we've got property in Connecticut, so we had a gardener, we had to fire the gardener, so I started to weed, and I sprained my thumbs, weeding. <laughs> I went, what the hell, I can't even do that.
1: but but reading is a lot easier than bending over and gardening too well
2: it's just it's like and it's it was i don't have a hobby my hobby has been my profession my entire career i don't knit i read a lot i cook but i don't have a hobby um i know this is my hobby so it was it was it was really difficult yeah i know
1: and you know it's so funny you're saying that one of my kids said to me, Your problem, Mom, is you don't have a hobby. I said, What's hobby? You know. Yeah, right, I've right. worked my whole life. That's my hobby. Yeah, right, right.
0: And uh, hard what, hard.
1: what is a hobby? I don't know how to play um cards or anything like that. I know how yeah. to eat. Right. If you want to consider eating, I'm a star hobbyist. <laughs> but, and that well a lot of us did that cooked.
0: Yeah, cooked.
2: Right.
1: You did right. a lot, too. Do you and feel, you know what, Patty? That, I, sorry. Go ahead. But I was just going to ask you, but go ahead with your thought, and then I'll I was going
2: to say that, that the other thing that occurred was the trying to find the positiveness in it. And I kept looking for the silver lining. And actually, I started singing the song, Look for the Silver Lining. Um, and there were silver linings one of them was the fact that my family was together and right. we would um you know do what we needed to do uh, during the day and we would come together for dinner cocktail hour and dinner which hadn't happened in many many years mm-hmm. um and this the silver lining was the time we were given the time we were given to reflect the time we were given to relax the time we were given to um, take stock of, of of our lives. And I, you know, I, I continue <clears throat> to, to look for the silver lining in all of it. N- now the silver lining is I remain negative. never thought in 2021 the dominant sentence would be, I remain negative. <laughs> I'm not exactly. positive. I'm negative.
1: Negative. And we fill, our hearts fill with joy.
2: Exactly. When
1: we know exactly. that.
2: Exactly. Every night. You know, I just looked at my COVID test this morning and I remain negative. Thank uh, the Lord. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe in the science. I believe in the science mm-hmm. and I took care of what I was supposed to do. Um, I'm vaxxed and I'm boosted and, and I'm masked and I'm, I'm respecting other people.
1: That's exactly right.
2: I, 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 I. I know. What a world. Exactly right.
1: In. When I was in the theater the other night, there was a woman sitting in front of us, two women together. And the minute the lights dimmed, she took her mask down. So I said to my producer, who was sitting next to me, we're going to report her. So the the producer said, who's going to report her? I said, you are going to report her. And we called the usher you know, they walk up and down the aisles in yeah. company with a sign, you know. And she was terrific, the usher, with being strict. And we didn't yeah, say we, anything. We, it, we just um, pointed.
2: And did she put and the mask back on and keep it back on?
1: Bad. The usher just said, on immediately. And in a tough voice. And she put it on. But Good. she and her friend, very happy to take it. You know, the minute the light went, went dark. So your show does a really good job with making yeah. people feel safe.
2: Well, it's, you know, and all of a sudden I said this earlier, you know, a long time ago, I said, you know, not only do I have to act, but I have to be a policeman in the audience, a policeman of the audience, which is not fair. But the art Usher's are really wonderful doing that. And first it was phones and videos. Now it's telephones, videos and masking. Like yeah. you, you know, think of your neighbor. You freedom is not just about you. It drives me nuts.
1: With, <laughs> that's Patty Lepone starring in company, a big hit on Broadway. And a good time to get tickets too right now. Make you feel good. I'm telling you, I felt like a normal person living <laughs> a normal life. thank you. And and that makes a big difference. Are you optimistic with all this? Aside from your show, which we know, but a lot of new shows are struggling to sell a ticket. Yeah. Do you feel optimistic about the theater and what's going on? Hopefully this will ebb away soon, but we don't know.
2: Well, if if our show is any indication of people's desire to get back into a live experience, I have hope. I have hope you know is, I, I i I think again that earlier that they the shows have to be good enough for audiences to spend that kind of money right but um i I do have hope that people are desperate for the um the connection, the human connection.
1: And Patty, when you're in a show like this, which is a big hit and selling out <clears throat> regularly. Do you keep your eyes open for other things or this is full attention?
2: Oh, no, of course I keep my eyes open. Broadway, you know, who knows how long will last? Mm. You know, it's 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 that same, you know, that was back to my mother's expression. I I, I wish you wouldn't flip from job to job. One never knows how long you're going to be running or how long, you know, your sitcom lasts or how long. You know, if your movie's going to do any good and you're going to get hired afterwards, if you're only as good as your last shift, as they say. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you will. everybody's looking for another job.
1: I know. <laughs>
2: and, you know, and I mean, of we're, course we're you're... happy in the ones we're in and we hope but, that they last. But if they don't, to the you will be prepared.
1: You know, I had a program director once who said to me, the secret to success is coming to work with your bags packed. <laughs> and, and absolutely I, I sort
2: of, right
1: right i sort of <laughs> i sort of like that but when you in company sang ladies who lunch I, I never the audience collectively and and you're working in the theaters of big house the audience collectively was like oh they were so excited to hear you do this so happy people literally started to stand up. Oh, thank it, you. And it was so touching. Thank anyway, you. I love chatting with you. I hope the show runs forever and too. that the next one is just waiting in the wings. Maybe a TV <laughs> uh, thing I, for a while so I you can so get too. rich.
2: <laughs> I hope so, too. And I love talking to you. And I said at the beginning, I'll wake up an hour to talk to you, Joan.
1: Thank you, Patty. All the best to you, and I'm so excited to hear about your son. Hello to your husband, and we'll do this again. Thank you, Joan. God bless. And you too. Enjoy the day. I'm Joan Thank Hamburg, you. Patty LaCone, starring in Company at the Bernard Jacobs Theatre. Don't miss the opportunity to see What Are the Greats on Broadway. You're listening to the best radio station, WABC. More to come.
0: for the